Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us for the Real Perspectives podcast. We hope you'll enjoy this episode and share it with your colleagues and friends because it has some nugget of information that may pertain to your daily work. There are more episodes in our library, too, so if you like them or have any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks again. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Vladimir Bosanets. Today, we are thrilled to have Jenny Bodem, the principal at Within Design, as our guest. Within Design is a firm that specializes in interior design and merchandising for model homes, commercial spaces, and multifamily communities. With over 20 years of experience in the industry, Jenny brings a unique perspective to the table with a focus on creating spaces that are both functional and beautiful. Join us as we dive into her journey, learn about her design philosophy, and explore some of the exciting projects she's been working on. Without further ado, let's welcome Jenny Bodem to the show. Jenny, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm wonderful. How are you? I am well. Where do we find you today? Where are you? Uh, Today, I'm actually working out of my home in Granite Bay, California. It's up outside of the Sacramento area. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And uh, is the office uh, kind of back in full swing typically? Or uh, how do you guys, uh, just as a point of reference, I always ask this question wondering, you know, what companies are doing and how they're treating their return to work policy, if you don't mind me asking. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, our office is back in swing. Um, uh, our office is in San Diego, and um, everybody works, you know, together. Um, I do live up in Northern California, and so I uh, commute back and forth um, between here and Southern California. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, another, I guess, you know, vestige of the new times, I suppose, right? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> um, well, Jenny, uh, just as a kind of point of introduction, would you mind telling us a little bit about, you know, your yourself, uh, kind of your background in the industry and sort of, you know, how the firm came to be, if you will? Sure. Um, my name is Jenny Bodum, and I am the owner of an interior design firm within design. Um, as I mentioned, we are located in San Diego. Um, and the primary focus of our company is we do model home interior design and multifamily uh, design for multifamily developers. Um, we've been in business for the past 11 years. Um, started the company in 2012 um, and have enjoyed uh, all of the wonderful work that we do ever since. And and what did you do before? How did how did you come to this uh, you know realization that you wanted to start start a business? So I actually um, when I went to San Diego State. Um, and when I went, I was a psychology major because being at the time I was 17 years old, you know, you don't really know exactly what you want to do with your life. Um, so started my undergrad work, um, and then a year or two into it, I took an elective course in interior design and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, as a child, I was always someone who was, you know, rearranging my bedroom, you know, decorating it, um, but it didn't really occur to me until I took this course at San Diego State um, that this is what I wanted to do. This was your calling, essentially, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from 
from there, um, when I was a senior, I interned at a multidisciplined architecture firm in Southern California and um, kind of got my first taste into that. And one of the things I really liked is the architecture firm, because it was multidisciplined, I got some exposure to architecture, um, land planning, uh, obviously interior design, um, landscape architecture, because they were a firm that had the ability to do a full project, you know, all aspects of it. And then um, upon graduation, I was offered a full-time position, and I worked there for the next um, almost three years um, until uh, we experienced the recession in the early 90s. Um, And at that time, as the economy was you know, going through its thing, then uh, the the firm started having to um, scale back and um, started having to lay people off. And I found myself um, as the last uh, member of the interior design team um, okay. to go. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting time. Yeah. And, and this is when the firm sort of started, essentially, right? So it was then that um, a friend of mine, I found myself, you know, unemployed. And a friend of mine um, suggested I call um, this interior design company, um, large company in San Diego, Design Line Interiors, and told me that they do model home interior design. Um, At the time, I didn't realize model home was its own little specialty in the design industry. And she actually worked for a home builder. And um, this company was uh, did did their interior design for their model homes. Um, So I I called them, um, interviewed, was offered a position, and I ended up working there for the next 14 years. Um, where really I honed my skills in interior design. Um, I had some great mentors that, you know, taught me the ropes of the business. Um, and then it was in uh, 2006 when yet another recession um, came upon all of us. And again, we were downsizing our company. And at that time, I had worked the last 14 years really hard. I had two small children, and I kind of looked at it as an opportunity to maybe take a step back. Um, So I resigned my position, and um, my plan was to take a couple months off and just kind of decompress. But within a week, I had somebody um, reach out to me um, who was building a brand new new construction uh, custom home. And I landed my first residential job on my own at that okay. time. Great, yeah. great. And then yeah. and that was that's sort of how it all started essentially, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how it all started. And then a couple years after that, um, a home builder um, that had been a client in the past called. And um, I ended up partnering with a couple of colleagues. Um, that I had worked with before, and we did a model home for them. The home home building industry was just starting to rebound at that time. And so one project led to another project, which led to another project. Um, We were working out of my home. um, And then it was in 2012 when it became clear that the home building industry was, was on the rebound that we decided to formalize and start our company within design. 
Great, great. And so over the last you know, 10 plus years, it sounds like, you know, how has the company evolved and, um, you know, where do you guys, you know, play, if you will, both in terms of the industry, but also geographically? So over the last 11 years, um, you know, the first three years, we were obviously very lean. It was just the three of us. I think we had hired an admin assistant. Um, and then we just continued to grow. Um, at the height, we got up to about 24 employees in 2018. Um, and 2018-2019, um, we were doing work for some of the largest home builders um, in the, the country, Taylor Morrison Homes, Cal Atlantic Homes, Lennar. Um, all of these are, you know, very large publicly traded home builders. Um, and, you know, we just, we were fortunate um, that, uh, you know, we really didn't have to go out and look for work. Um, it was the work that we did, um, you know, got us the recognition and referral to somebody else and, and our client base just kept growing from there. Um, you know, with that, there were certainly some growing pains. I mean, you know, staffing up a company and trying to put in, you know, processes and procedures in place, um, you know, all while trying to produce, you know, wonderful design to meet right. our clients' needs and expectations. Right. Um, that was definitely an eye-opener um, because I think as an interior designer, your craft is your design. Um, but then there's the whole other aspect of running a business and managing people that go along with it. Yes, uh, I would argue probably the hardest part of running a business. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> from, from my experience as 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 uh, as an entrepreneur as well, so I, I totally understand that. Um, yes. So you know, like every other business, I imagine COVID and what's happened to us in the last you know three years, three three plus years has really kind of affected what, what we do. I'm, you know, curious, you know, how has your business been affected and um, both from kind of how you operate and sort of manage it, but also from your product, um, how, how is it different today? Um, starting with the business and, you know, how we manage and, and the impacts of COVID and the pandemic, um, that certainly was probably one of the most challenging times uh, we experienced in the history of our company. Um, you know, all of a sudden, just, you know, like the rest of the world, everybody else, um, we had to pivot and figure out how to take our staff. At the time, we had 19 employees, how to take our staff and convert them into remote working employees, figure out how do we collaborate, you know, because the work that we do is, is highly creative and collaborative with one another and so we had to figure out how do how do we do that you know now that we're all working out of our homes um zoom became our best friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and you know we we were forced to implement you know other areas of technology um in order to be able to you know conduct business um, so, you know, we were able to do that, you know, there were definitely bumps in the road along the way, um, as a result of the pandemic at first, all of our projects got put on hold. Um, it was, it, it was devastating, um, you know, because there was so much uncertainty 
in in the world and the economy and in business. And so all of the projects that we had on our books just got put on hold. Um, and then, you know, as the pandemic, you know, continued, there became this shift um, to the importance of home and our housing environments. And um, very, you know, within, I want to say, four months, our home builder clients, you know, started seeing uptick in sales of homes because now, you know, we're all confined to our homes. So what's more important um, than our, our homes and our lives? And so with that, we saw a quick resurgence in business. Um, our multifamily um, clients, they um, wanted to um, very quickly make some improvements in their um, existing uh, apartment communities that they yep. had. Um, you know, whether it be to their, you know, leasing offices or um, the amenity spaces that the residents um, enjoy. So we had a, a big um, increase in business there. And then as well, our home builders, you know, home sales started going through the roof. And so, of course, they're wanting to build as many homes and get new housing um, communities uh, going um, so that they could take advantage of, you know, the, the peak selling. Um, and then, you know, along with those elements of just navigating the business from a design perspective, the pandemic had a huge impact um, on the design of homes. Um, as people, you know, are relegated to, you know, being confined in their homes. Um, and now you have, you know, entire families that are having to coexist in their homes, you know, 24 hours a day, seven right, days a week. Right. Um, you have, you know, parents who are having to work from home. You have kids who are um, having to do school remotely. And then parents on top of it, you know, having to manage, you know, their children, their activities, um, their schooling, as well as, um, you know, uh, navigate their own careers. Um, some of my employees that had young children, my heart went out to them because I, my children are grown and I just, you know, got to see firsthand, you know, the challenges um, with trying to thrive in our pandemic world we were living in. Um, and so, you know, again, to further elaborate on the design aspect, um, homes now needed to, you know, be able to um, uh, accommodate multiple family members at home at one time. So we've seen a um, big resurgence in the home office and not just the home office of the past, but the home office of today, you know, that, um, has the technology. Um, they, they became known as Zoom rooms, you know, yeah. <laughs> so somebody could work from their home. Right. They could conduct Zoom meetings. They had the ability to close off the office so that, you know, while they're in a Zoom meeting, you know, they're not hearing the children in, in the next room. Um, in addition, as I mentioned, spaces for kids to be able to, you know, do their, their studies. Um, in the past, you know, there were always like homework centers or areas within a home, um, but these became more prominent 
Sure. And um, needed to accommodate multiple children at the same time. Um, we also have seen an increase in um, home um, fitness areas, you know, a home gym, um, because with all of the um, gyms and, you know, yoga studios and everything closing down during the pandemic, now people um, were doing it in their homes. And so, you know, whether incorporating a home gym or a yoga room, fitness room um, inside the home itself or in a, a garage space, um, we've done a, a few projects where we took a, a third car garage and converted it into an awesome home gym. Um, and then another element um, is the exterior of the home. Um, a lot of our projects are in Southern California. And so obviously in, in SoCal, you know, the outdoors is a very prominent aspect of homes and kind yes. of the relationship <laughs> right. between indoor and outdoor. Um, but now that people were confined to their homes, this became even more prevalent than ever. You've described a lot of, of these changes kind of, you know, based on, um, you know, trends and kind of people's behavior evolving over the last few years. But you, when we talked um, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that you guys, also, you, you guys also employ a lot of psychology instead of your thinking about how how you should you know design spaces tell tell us about that because as 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 you said earlier this was your background in college too um how did you you know how do you typically incorporate this kind of um you know thinking or you know uh process into into your work yeah um so you know really the way we like to look at our our um our work and what we do is we help consumers realize the American dream, you know, of home ownership and where they will live their lives, where they will raise their children, make their family memories and experience um, life events. Um, and in, in doing our work, we're really merchandising homes. And it, whether it's a home that a new home community that's for sale or whether it's a multifamily apartment community, we're merchandising homes much like when you go to the shopping center, a mall, you know, a retail store is merchandising their store windows. Um, our goal is to appeal to our clients, home buyers, um, or, um, or uh, potential renters um, through our interior design. Um, and what we do is we strive to make a connection with the buyer um, through the portrayal of, of what their life can look like, what it can feel like. Um, we do a lot of research in understanding who the buyer profile is for a particular community, um, what their demographics are, you know, age, um, nationality, family type. Are they married? Do they have kids? Um, uh, lifestyle or do they sure. lead an active lifestyle? You know, is it, is it an area where, you know, people like-minded people who love the outdoors are living and so they lead an active lifestyle or is it, you know, maybe it's a professional executive couple who leads a more formal lifestyle. Um, maybe, um, they like to travel a lot and so they're influenced by their travel experiences. Um, 
But, you know, so everything we do, we start by doing our research on who the buyer is and understanding, you know, what is it that they're looking for? And then from there, we're able to design a home that will appeal um, to whatever those lifestyle aspirations are that they have. Um, a lot of this is done with research, you know, that is shared with us by our clients, yeah. um, because obviously when they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on a new housing development, they've done their research. Yeah. Um, and so we take all of that and really that becomes our, um, you know, guiding principles for every project. Um, every, every decision that we make on the interior home, we are constantly going back to who's going to buy this home, who's going to live in this home. Yeah. And, and that was going to be my follow-up question. You know, where do some of these resources come from? And, and it sounds like some do come from the client, obviously. Uh, but do you guys also source your own uh, information to help determine uh, your your work in 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 that way we do um we definitely you know get a certain amount of information from the client um there are industry um real estate consultants that their specialty is studying you know real estate investment you know uh, buying um we follow them we attend their seminars um, you know, we, we stay up on design trends, um, through our own interior design, um, publications, um, social media is another one that obviously, you know, in the last, um, I don't know, five, 10 years has really, you know, gained in popularity and sure. <laughs> we're all on it every single day. And you learn a lot there just seeing what, what are people into? What, what's important to them? Um, and then, you know, with all of that information um, and knowledge, you know, again, that just guides us in how we do our designs. Yeah. And you talked about looking at the demographics and, and I, I imagine and I wonder actually if there are any differences that you guys are seeing from a geographical point point of view. So, you know, I don't know if you can sort of, you know, break it between like, let's say, Northern California, Southern California, but are there certain differences that you are observing from let's say west coast to you know mountain states to midwest that you know might be might be uh, interesting um yes i think you know definitely if you look at areas um like the bay area for example you know where where life is more hectic and you know the hustle and bustle things are more expensive you know compared to southern california where it's more you know laid back lifestyle um, and, and just kind of a little bit more, um, down to earth. Um, we, we see differences in, you know, the sophistication level, um, Bay area, you know, residents are, um, you know, maybe a more sophisticated, um, formal interior, you know, would appeal to them, you know, somebody maybe living more in the city, um, than in the suburbs, um, but I think, honestly, I feel like, you know, especially here in California, um, you know, so much of, of our lifestyle is focused on the outdoors and the sunshine and the nice weather, although lately it's been very rainy weather. Right. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, for the most part, it, the bigger difference is the um, the demographic as far as the stage of life the buyer 
is that, you know, whether they're a young family just getting started purchasing their first home or, you know, they're an empty nester um, or soon to be empty nester who's at that stage of life where their children are, you know, going to be off to college soon um, and maybe in the next few years they're going to be enjoying grandchildren. Um, that kind of tends to be more prevalent as far as the, the differences um, in the design that we do. Interesting. Yeah. And then um, what about things like, you know, around, you know, using technology and you mentioned a little bit about, you know, sort of how the home office has transformed quite a bit, but just in terms of things like, you know, power generation and like, you know, solar panels that obviously impacts how the systems inside work that does, does that touch what you guys do as well or, um, or not as much? Um, today's buyer is a very environmentally conscious buyer, um, and they want their home to reflect this. Um, and so there's certainly a lot of elements that the home builders themselves put into, um, the construction of homes with energy saving features, you know, like solar, um, low E glass windows, um, smart technology, um, that operates the home. Um, but then from a design perspective, um, we get involved with, you know, the materials and finishes that we select to go into the home that are also environmentally conscious, um, you know, carpet, um, that doesn't have chemical, you know, lower levels of chemicals, um, paint with low VOC that improves the air quality of the home. Um, even, you know, the materials on, um, that are, that furniture is manufactured with, you know, is it, are they using sustainable materials, um, wall coverings, um, being made with recycled materials. So there's all kinds of, um, ways uh, that we are contributing um, to the more environmentally conscious home. Yeah, interesting. And in terms of sort of where the firm excels today, do you see sort of those areas kind of continue to be your focus? Um, in other words, you know, you as a firm are probably going to evolve as well. Where do you anticipate some of uh, those changes to come into your uh, organization and what you guys do? If any. Uh, yeah. Um, at the moment, you know, we're, um, we're kind of just navigating along and, and we're in a, a really, you know, good place. Um, con the home building industry is always changing and evolving. And so it keeps us on our toes. Um, we're definitely trying to expand our multifamily um, design uh, work um, into, you know, other areas. Um, and then recently, we've actually um, partnered with an international developer um, out of the UAE, and we're doing some um, design work uh, for them. And so that's a, a very recent um, endeavor, and we're enjoying it so far. And so, you know, just going to kind of see where, where that takes us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, that that's obvious is, you know, uh, you guys are a female led organization. Um, I imagine there's a there's a, you know, quite a bit of, uh, you know, you know, pride in that as well. Tell us sort of what's that meant for you, um, you know, the founders, but also as a firm more, you know, broadly. 
Yes. Um, so our company was founded um, by three women, myself and um, my previous two partners who have both since left the, the organization. Um, having my own business was always one of my goals. Um, and so it's something I'm extremely proud of. Um, as a woman-owned business, um, we do operate in a world that has been predominantly defined by um, being male-dominated um, in the construction industry. Um, however, over the last several years, there's been a big push um, to recognize women in construction. Um, and, you know, um, there's a, a lot of um, CEOs of large home builders that are now women. And so it's just been very rewarding, um, one, to, you know, have a successful business as a woman, and then two, to work in an industry um, where women are being recognized more and more. Yeah. Um, in in line with that question, you know, uh, you know, uh, what would be some you know lessons learned over the last you know couple of decades that you know you would sort of tell a young, kind of uh, aspiring self or even somebody trying to break into the business, you know, uh, th you know things that you learned, things that you wish that you knew back back then. Um, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, being an entrepreneur, it's hard, but it's exciting and it's, um, you know, rewarding. Um, I think the biggest thing is um, change. Change is inevitable. And I'm somebody that my personality has always been to kind of work to get things just so. And it took a long time for me to understand that that's not how business works. Um, business is always evolving, always changing. You know, our construction industry is always um, changing. Um, and then something else I would say is... Um, People, um, getting to work with people. People are at the core of any business and especially ours. Um, we work with clients. We work with trade subcontractors. Uh, we work with um, our vendors and our own internal team. Um, and we, you and I touched on it earlier that um, managing people um, is challenging. Um, but it also can be one of the most rewarding aspects of owning a business. Um, and I learned early on as a designer um, that, you know, if I, being in business just as myself when I was doing residential design, you know, I could only do as much work as, as I could produce. Um, and that, you know, for the number of hours there were in a day and I learned quickly, I didn't want to do this by myself. Yeah. Um, you know, interior design is a creative endeavor and creativity is so much better when you're collaborating with other people. Um, and so, um, that's, that's been one of the greatest joys of my career. Wonderful. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, this has been great and love learning more about your organization and, uh, you know, best of luck in the remainder of the year. Thank you so much, Vlad. It's been my pleasure. That was another episode of the Real Perspectives podcast, and we thank you for taking the time to listen to it. 
Conversations like these help us comprehend our evolving industry better and hopefully provide a perspective that helps you understand the dynamics of commercial real estate. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our show and tell your colleagues about it. That is the best way to spread the news and help us remain relevant across the industry. Cheers. Cheers.